guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, my name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, nutrition and health coach, helping people to change their habits around food, nutrition, lifestyle, to feel your best, look your best, and do your absolute best in this world. Guys, today we are talking about fasting. I'm doing my more or less regular 42-hour weekly fast. And I'd like to talk to you about a couple of things that... I've learned over many years that I've been doing different kind uh, kinds of fasts. Um, a couple of things that will help you to fast better and suffer less. First, guys, well, you don't want to be jumping into long fasts right from the start. You probably want to start with smaller fasts, especially if you're someone who's who's been, you know, snacking all the time and barely had an hour without some sorts of food or calories in your drinks, maybe, right? So you want to start slow. Maybe if you've been snacking all the time, first, well, stop snacking. And then maybe try going without food for 12 hours, then maybe for 14 hours, and then build it up. You know, for me, it took many, many years to be able to comfortably do uh, 18-hour fast every day that I find very convenient, and that's probably the most important reason why I stick to this window. Uh, so it took many years to comfortably do this without um, losing my sleep or feeling stressed about it or um, having those low energy moments. So it took time and it took science learning different things to introduce into my eating and non-eating window to make it go smoother, right? So if you try a long fast and you can't do it or you, you feel really, really bad physically and mentally, don't beat yourself up. It takes many people years to comfortably do many fasts. Um, so anyhow, start slow. That's the message number one. Number two, guys, do not fast without proper electrolyte support, meaning consuming sodium in a form of sea salt or Himalayan salt, whatever salt you like, really. Uh, I recommend usually going with natural salt, but... Uh, anyhow, in some form, you need to consume sodium because sodium is important for life. It's important to, just like other electrolytes, um, it's important to maintain normal blood pressure, heart rate, and uh, to maintain hydration. If you didn't know that, but you need not just water to stay hydrated, but also electrolytes like sodium and potassium uh, specifically to have um normal amount of uh, liquids outside in your bloodstream and then inside of your cells. But anyhow, those are technical details. I'm not going to get into that. But you need to make sure that you are consuming electrolytes, but also not just sodium, but also potassium and magnesium. Those seems to be... Uh, seem to be the most important. There are There is also calcium that I personally take uh, in a tablet form uh, while fasting. It's also an electrolyte helping um, your body to function properly, like for your muscles to contract. For example, your heart muscle is also a muscle. So these electrolytes, I use them all the time. They have no calories. If you consume them in, uh, in a form of uh, dissolved... Uh, 
dissolving powders that have no taste, no feelish, no nothing, then they don't break any fast, just like sodium doesn't. Uh, so I consume them and uh, it helps the body again to maintain normal blood pressure, heart rate, uh, hydration levels, and uh, um, run more effectively energy creation cycles because you still do need energy, but it just you teach your body to make this energy out of your internal sources. So electrolytes, people all always ask me, you know, so what does it look exactly? Well, for me, it means for every half a liter of water, um, I add about one eighth of a teaspoon or one fourth of a teaspoon of sodium, uh, one fourth of a teaspoon of uh, magnesium, and then um, some lemon juice, you know, sometimes one, sometimes two lemons freshly squeezed for potassium. People say, but there are some calories. Well, there are some, but yeah, it might break your fasting, your digestive system for like a second, but then your body will get right back into fasting. But this uh, additional vitamin C and uh, potassium will really help your body to get through the fast Um with less suffering, more effectively, um, making you feel better, not worse. So anyhow, um, I squeeze one or two lemons for a little bit of potassium. Uh, and I also, uh, during um, the day, consume my minerals in tablet form. So I have specific mineral supplement and I take three of those non-caloric uh, pills a day. And they have, again, minerals in which they also have calcium that is also an important electrolyte. So Electrolytes, guys. Uh, and now you can even on Amazon uh, and <clears throat> in other places, you can find uh, fasting salts or uh, fasting electrolytes. Uh, just make sure they don't have any like sweeteners and calories, etc. But something simple like magnesium, sodium, potassium. Um, if you need any advice on the best electrolyte supplement, um, just give me a sign, you know, send me a text or uh, something on my Instagram or email, and I'll give you my best advice. So electrolytes, they will make your fasting so much smoother. And again, they are needed to maintain your heart rate, your blood pressure, your hydration, uh, energy creation cycles, very important things uh, for when you fast on, or you don't fast, you know, very important things for a living. So that's number two, besides, you know, starting slow, Number two, electrolytes. Number three, workouts. Like a lot of people into active lifestyle, uh, myself including, I did this mistake quite a few times before I realized it's just counterproductive. Uh, and it would make my it would make me fail my fast and start eating more often than not. So workouts, intense workouts. Guys, uh, leave your intense workouts for the days when you're not fasting. Uh, first of all, it's gonna make your hunger go up a lot. The more intense workout, obviously, the more your hunger gonna go up. The second thing, it's gonna make your blood sugar uh, fluctuate a lot, and that will create really like big energy dips, and also will make you mentally feel most much more stressed. Uh, and again, uh, the drive to eat will increase a lot. And then the uh, another thing you want to think about, when you do your workouts, most benefits come from when you recover. And when you recover, you need nutrients. So if you do the workout and you have no nutrients, 
it will take much, much longer to recover. You're going to get much less benefits from your exercise. And um, it's going to compromise your immune system because every time you do intense workouts, your immune system is compromised, but then hopefully you eat and it's, uh, you know, you recover and it all gets back to normal. But when you have no nutrition and your stress levels are just elevated, you know, through all the way throughout, you know, when you work out and after you work out because you don't eat. Um, so a lot of systems, again, not going to recover, you're not going to function optimally. And the next day, you're going to feel like shit more often than not, you're just going to feel super tired and, uh, and stressed and probably hungry because you worked out, but you got no nutrition. So for your fasting days, um, I recommend doing something not intense. You can do some weightlifting, but don't make it, you know, super hard lifts. Uh, don't do any high intensity training. Stick to things like, you know, maybe moderate or too low intensity um, lifting. Um, even better, do something like yoga, a lot of walking. Um, again, not too intense, but just spending time outside actually helps with your fasting experience. But again, no intense workouts. Believe me, guys. Uh, leave those workouts for your other days when you actually eat. So that's the next piece of advice. The third or fourth, um, depending on what you count, food thinking. Like, don't plan your food. Don't look into your fridge. Don't walk around bakeries thinking or grocery stores thinking about all the foods that you're going to eat once you start eating. More often than not, what would happen to me and to a lot of people that I know, you would eat, you would break your fast much, much sooner than you wanted when you start fantasizing about food, planning your food, thinking about recipes, being around food, looking into your fridge, doing grocery shopping. All of that stimulates your brain a lot and you just start thinking about food a lot. And your brain will tell you things like, oh, you know, if you fast, you're going to like die or something else is going to happen to you or like the food's going to run out or this is amazing meal and tomorrow is not going to be there. Somebody will eat it. Like your brain knows you and it will come up with all kinds of excuses to, <laughs> to make you eat. So the less exposure to food and food thinking, food stimulus you have, the more chances you have to continue and finish your fast. Just personal adv advice. Until you get really strong with your fasting routine, do not go think thinking about food, looking at food, smelling food, especially smelling. It's one of the most powerful drive for your brain to, you know, make you eat. Um, so no food thinking, planning, looking at food, etc. And my bonus advice is some people you would hear would say, keep yourself busy to not think about food. And it is true to a degree. But what I noticed, um, keep yourself busy with things that don't stress you out. Now, for example, if today you decided to fast, but tomorrow you have this important presentation that you need to get ready for, and maybe you need to write it up and come up with ideas, you know, it can be quite a demanding mental pursuit. It can be stressful at times. And that can make you like really not comfortable being without food. And more often than not, again, it will make you your brain will make you break your fast. It's just going to be so much difficult when you have a lot of stressful things to do. So I recommend, yeah, keep yourself busy, 
but with activities that do not require a lot of um that that are not challenging that much like you might work on emails or maybe on i don't know like i I give you my example maybe work on some plans for your clients you know that is not stressful for me just things that i always do they do not require like some additional mental power uh it's usual activity that i always do um if you decide to move more then go for walks don't go like running or um doing marathons Uh, um, again, try to avoid stressful activities, right? Do something, but not too much of it, not too stressful things. And that's my bonus advice. And if you follow this advice, you know, start slow, make sure you consume your electrolytes, don't think, don't fantasize about food, leave your intense workout for other days, be busy, but not too busy, with especially with stressful stuff. Uh, if you Follow this advice, your fasting experience is going to be so much better. There is, uh, you know, I'm also a fasting coach, and so there is a better way to do it, and there is a worse way to do it. Like, you can make it easier for you or more difficult for yourself. Uh, And it's your choice and knowledge that will define whether it's going to go easier or more difficult. And to get all the benefits from fasting, you don't need to suffer the most. You just need to do certain things the right way, the correct way. And um, it's going to, again, be so much easier and it's going to go so much smoother. If you have any fasting questions, please do reach out. Um, I've been fasting different fasts for so many years now. I'm a certified fasting coach uh, with Precision Nutrition. And so reach out. I'll give you my best advice, whether you should fast or not fast. What's the best fast for you? What breaks the fast? What doesn't break the fast? Etc. There are so many questions. So reach out, share this episode with another person who's trying to fast, but uh, not really succeeding with it. Uh, so maybe they don't know some of the basic things and they do trunk and that's why they always, you know, kind of fail um, at it. So share this episode, maybe on social media, tag me um, on Instagram stories, like many people do. Um, I always love this when people share uh, my uh, my advice, my suggestions, because they, they are all based on science and make it this nutrition health journey much easier. So share, ask questions. And guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And till next time, eat better daily or fast.